everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today for an episode of the Cosmopolite Collective. I am Diana. I am Sophia. I'm Erica. And I'm Tamla. And today we're going to do things a little bit differently. We are going to play a game. So we have all of these random questions. I'm the only one that knows what the questions are. So I will just pull random questions, ask them around. Everyone has to answer. If you need to pass, well, you can't pass. You just have to answer. So um, I will begin. All right. Let me just pull a question. Girls trips. Love them or hate them? Who's this one for? Anyone. All of us. Okay. I have a, um, well, I'm starting to kind of figure. Uh, girls trips, I love them, actually. I think that a girls trip of six is probably better than a girls trip of 13. If that makes sense. Agreed. I have to say, I think the only time I've been on a girl's trip that actually remained a girl's trip is if it was just me and one other girl. Once you start introducing a lot of people, it seems like the boyfriends start showing up and, oh, I forgot to mention. And then all of a sudden it's, um, it's really a couple's trip, but you're not part of your couple. And then the other part of your couple finds out and then they're mad too. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They the same. I think, the only other girls trip I've had was maybe one other girl. Um, I did do another one with two other girls, but then one found a boy toy <laughs> abroad and then he joined us. So it kind of didn't last. <laughs> That's the other risk factor. Yeah. yeah. Is that a risk I think though? girls trips need to be, well. <laughs> it depends. Well. It depends who the person is who finds the other guy. Yeah. And mm. how the guy mm-hmm. is too. Yeah. Like it's all you know, all over her and with her twenty four seven. I'm gonna say girls' yeah. trips, I love them if they're done the right way. So I've gone on plenty of girls' trips and had amazing times. And I think actually kind of about four or five is like the is is a really good number if you're doing like a full on girls trip. Um, because I've done a lot of trips where it's just me and another girl. But I would definitely have to agree with Tamala that if you, when it gets to be too many, um, and actually with Sophia, when the guys start coming in as well, and it's no longer a girl's trip, it just introduces all kinds of things that, and drama that just don't need to be there. So, okay, let's see. Next question. (laughs) Favorite places to travel? Tamala. Well, my favorite places to travel, I'm going to say, and I know this is probably a weird one. The only reason why I'm going to say Mexico is because there's so many different parts of Mexico that you can go to and it's close to the United States. It's easy. It's cheap. So for Mexico is one of those places that like, you can just be like on a Monday, like, you know what? I want to go down to Cabo. And you could actually make it work, even if the financial situation isn't that good or anything like that. Mexico is one of those places where um, you can always make it work. Back in the day, you used to be able to just walk across the border um, pre COVID, of course. Mm-hmm. Now it's a little bit different. And, you know, but um, I, I will say one of my fa- play- favorite places is definitely Mexico. And that's just because of the accessibility. Um, to get there and the different places to go. I would not have guessed that for you. Sophia. I'm going to be honest. I'm always chasing food. Um, 
Any, anywhere, that, especially if something new. I love to try something new and unique that I've never done before. Um, I love to get a good food recommendation, but I'm, I'm literally always chasing food no matter where I go. I'm, I'm trying to figure out where we're eating. So anywhere with the snacks. <laughs> and I, I probably have to say um, I love, like, I guess learning about new cultures. So anywhere that I haven't been is usually, you know, works for me. Um I, I love museums and learning about the history and all the nerdy stuff. So um, that, that's, yeah, my favorite. I'm going to say, I would say Europe, just because I love Europe um, just in general. And if I had to pick one place in Europe, I probably, one of the favorite places that I traveled was to Croatia, just because it was so beautiful and it has there's something for everyone there. There's the culture and the beauty and the nature and just there's nightlife and it's gorgeous. It just, I have so many memories um, from that trip and in every city it was like, it was very different. I spent more time going to multiple cities there. So I would say Croatia was probably one of my favorite countries to visit. What is your worst travel memory, Erica? Oh, let's see. Um, my worst travel memory was being in Argentina. Um, I was on like, um, it was in university. So I was on a class trip with other students and we were sitting in a Starbucks, you know, all together, just studying because we were learning Spanish there and someone stole my purse in Starbucks and it had my passport and all these other things. Um, so my friend and I, she's a native Spanish speaker. So she, we went to the police station, put in a report. Obviously I didn't get it back, but then she like helped me get like a new passport. And luckily I had a copy of it, um, you know, a scanned copy. So I had it with me so I can leave the country. But um, yeah, I think that was one of the scariest, I guess, moments while traveling. And like, mind you, I was in a group of like 10, 15 people and my bag got stolen, like without anyone noticing in a, like mm. Starbucks. So like, yeah, it just made me realize like you always have to like have your arm around your stuff, like at all times. Um, I'll go out of order and I'll share my scariest uh, or not scariest, my worst travel memory. I was in Dominican Republic and I am one of those people who, if there is a mosquito or any type of bug nearby, I will attract it. And I get eaten up and I literally, I scar. And I must have forgotten the bug spray. I must have, you know, I don't know what was going on. I got eaten up so badly on this trip that for one, it was so bad. I could barely even sit. My, my feet had blisters and things all over them. I had bug bites literally all over my ass. I mean, it was bad and I could hardly sit in the plane seat. I was just itching and miserable the whole time. And then my flight happened to have a layover in Panama city. And so I ended up no, 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 not Panama City, Mexico City. That was a different, Panama was a different layover. <laughs> um, Mexico City. And by the time I got there, it was so late at night 
that there weren't going to be more planes until like the morning. And oh, so there God. were these like steps in the airport and people were just kind of like camping out on the steps. And I was like, I don't want to go to sleep in this airport. This is like one of the bit largest cities in the world. And so I'm there miserable, stuck, just itching everywhere. And I couldn't even get to one of the pharmacy shops to try to put stuff on. Well, the problem was that the bug bites on my ass were itching so badly that I had to make a decision. Either I'm going to itch them and just look really crazy or I'm just oh, going to suffer. And I chose to just itch them. So I'm literally walking up to like the customs people or whatever. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't help it. Like it was the worst. It was the and there's no explaining yourself because somebody's going to yes. whip out their camera and, and like record you and upload it yes, to TikTok. And I couldn't stop. I, I mean, it literally, I, if I could explain how itchy, I mean, I was having the worst reactions to these bugs ever. And so I ended up finally, you know, I got to a pharmacy and I would put on as much cream and different things as I could, but it was like all over my body. And I, at the time I was living in Arizona. So I got back to Arizona my legs were so scarred. I had to wear pants in the summer. And for anyone who lives in Phoenix and you know, it's like 115 degrees. I had to wear pants and things in the summer because my legs were so gross. I didn't want to subject other people to even have to look at them. So not oh, wow. only it was like the gift that kept on freaking giving. And so I just, yeah, I wore pants every day in the hot Arizona desert heat. So that was definitely my worst travel memory. <laughs> Sophia. I'm going to say uh, sleeping on the floor in JFK outside security. That was a bad time because, well, because, you know, once you're inside security, like they know you had a plane ticket and you have a destination right. and they kind of trust you a little bit to like remain unconscious. But if you're outside of security, the security guards will literally come around and like tap your foot and wake you up every 15 minutes because they think you might be an unhoused person. Wow. Which I have to say, not very cash money of you, JFK security, because oh, wow. <laughs> you're torturing people who are there trying to be unconscious, but it just, it didn't oh. work out for me. <laughs> it was a bad time. Damn. Also, if you think about New York streets and oh, who's been walking, oh. in that and yes. walking through there, yeah. gross. Oh. gross, yes. gross. <laughs> no. Too gross. That just yeah. made it even worse for me. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Um, to be honest, um, I haven't been half places that I really want to go. I haven't had too many bad experiences. So I've had bad experiences with people while I'm on vacation. Um, I've had fights with friends. I've had, well, one time, I'm not going to bring up Mazatlan, but I will bring up uh, uh, Cabo. Yes, I, I was <laughs> wondering if you were going to bring this up. I will bring up Cabo. I um, had a friend who, um, I, you know, uh, I went on a girl's trip. It was a small girl's trip. Um, and uh, this friend came with no money. And um, it just became this very annoying thing. We're no longer friends, by the way, but um, it became a very annoying thing. I promised myself I would never travel with her again. Um, I'm trying to remember like specific things that happened, but just overall, um, as a note, just, you know, always be careful who you're traveling with. Because even if you're really close with them, you know, traveling with somebody is different than 
being friends with them in your home state or or something like that, even traveling within the United States. Um, just always uh, keep an eye out, make sure that people um, come with more than, you know, $100 out of the country. Because I believe that um, my friend at this time had about 150 for, I think we were gone four or five days, something yeah. like that. And oh my goodness. Um, it was really, really bad. So obviously, you know, while you're out of the country, you're not going to be like, you know, forget it, deal with it, figure it out. Um, you got to help out. And so um, everybody rallied. Thank you, Dee. And um, <laughs> that's to help out this person. But yeah, that was probably one of the things that no matter what, um, when you're traveling, um, no matter what my financial situation is or, or anything like that, I always try to have a backup or at least somebody or something, some type of backup. You always want to bring backup cash because you never know what can happen. And even for just the trip itself, you need money because sometimes, um, you know, but that just becomes very annoying. So that was probably my worst. But um, I'm hoping not to have too many bad experiences when I travel the rest of the world in the next, you know, five, five years or so. So that's my goal. <laughs> the funny thing about that, too, is that that was actually a birthday trip of yours. And at the time I had like elite status on the airline that we were traveling on. And so yeah. I got upgraded to first class and they let me bring Tam with me. And Tam just left the poor per girl in the back of the coach class was not happy. by herself. <laughs> she was she wasn't happy. happy. So <clears throat> no. Okay. Mm -mm. Well that's it's like bye. That's funny. <laughs> There's those events in life that sort of make or break a, a friendship mm -hmm. and it's like moving, um, getting divorced, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> travel, yeah. spending more than spending more than a night out for a cocktail together yeah. will really tell you yeah. about people Roommates. and whether or not you're a good mm -hmm. fit. Roommate, oh, yeah. Man. Mm -hmm. Roommate. Oh, living together. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy, but that that's 100% true. If you ever want to know where your friendship is, go out of the country with somebody <laughs> <laughs> for an extended vacation, five, five plus days. Yes. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Next one, exotic foods. What's the most exotic thing you've ever eaten? The most exotic thing I've ever eaten. The most exotic thing I've ever eaten, I didn't eat outside the country. In Cedar Rapids, Iowa, I had kangaroo. Oh. How was yeah, it? Some, some people are like, oh, that's really interesting. And other people are like, don't tell the Aussies. They're going to be so mad. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> <all> <laughs> this was many, many years ago. Um, it was obviously I was still a, a much more of a carnivore at that point in time. But uh, it, it was a lot like roast beef, but it was like more tender. Like it was. Oh, like, wow. Good. It was really good. Yeah. Never had it. Yeah. Uh, well, that was going to be my answer. Um, in Australia, we had kangaroo on the Barbie. Um, and it was delicious. And I was vegetarian at the time, too. But I'm just like, well, when you're it's in Australia, I guess you eat kangaroo. But um, I think other than that, um, I mean, shark is pretty normal um, in the Caribbean. But, oh, um, I've had crickets before. What was that like? And they were fried, so they didn't taste bad. And they but could you feel the legs? Oh, you no. know, um, I try not to think about it, but um, <laughs> it was like just like super crispy, like, and the dip was delicious. So, 
Um, and I think that was, that was probably in Argentina. I think it was in Argentina. I have that. So but, as long yeah. as you've got like a solid aioli, you're good. Yeah. And it's like, it was fried. So like <laughs> it wasn't alive or anything. Mm. So yeah. So it it's tasted fine. like a nugget, like a yeah, nugget. It's kind of like a chip. Like with protein. Tim, did you try those in Mazatlan? Yes. Did you remember, I was just, um, this is uh, actually nine years ago. We were in Mazatlan, so exactly this week. So I keep getting the reminders. And today, um, actually this morning, I, I got the um, reminder on Facebook that I had um, cricket, well, grasshopper um, oysters. So it was oysters. I'm a foodie, by the way. I um, I won't eat shark or uh, whale unless I had to, unless I was in Alaska or something. Or if it was a native thing, I would eat it. But um, there's certain animals I don't want to eat because I like them. But I will basically try anything. I used to love chitlins, all of that stuff. I I am a big foodie. And so I won't do snake. My mom's had monkey brains. Like I won't go that far, but I'll try almost anything in the sea. And crickets, Erica, you're right. They are very crunchy. Um, I, I think that's what they do is they fry them because I think that's yep. the best way. But once you put them in your mouth, it's like their legs are so small. I know, Sophia, you're asking that you question. Can't feel like it. you can't yeah. feel it. You you can't really feel it. And usually there's some type of a sauce or something. But I do know in Mexico that it is very common. Um, like you could get a bag of chips. You can get a bag of crickets <laughs> like or grasshopper oh. or whatever like you you can do that and um haven't you ever seen those little lollipops with the the bug in it um usually it's a cricket or something like, like that bug. yeah or scorpion no, or no. something like yeah you can get those in california a lot those they're actually pretty popular so huh so i now that i'm thinking about it i don't feel like there's a lot of foods that i've eaten that i think maybe some people would think are exotic but I don't feel like they were exotic, um, you know, like things like octopus or things like that, that are not mm -hmm. to me are, are not exotic. Um, I would say maybe, I think I've tried balls before, like, you know, those <laughs> fried, like, what kind of balls? I think they're like bull testicles or something. Yes, that's a thing in the Midwest, yeah, actually, the, in Illinois. They have a whole festival. Yeah, like I think I've tried those like fried at a restaurant or something like that. I can't really remember. I can tell you that it was not a bug. I'm one of those people where if I were like a survivalist that was starving outside and the only thing left for me is to like eat a bug, <laughs> I would probably like lick a tree or eat bark or like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know, but I don't know about the bugs situation. So uh, that was, you've never had ants on a log, like real ants That's, with the, like raisins. <laughs> sure. Um, no, 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 <laughs> Actual ants. no, I, I don't think I've had those. Um, so I'm going to go with bull testicles. I think, I think I've had those. It, it just occurred to me when I was in, um, I had this long layover, uh, in Japan and I went to Shibuya district to go get some sushi. And when I was ordering, there was like a little screen, you know, kind of like you go to a McDonald's now and you can order on a screen. And so I'm ordering on the screen, but everything was in characters. Um, so there might be one picture on the page, but there's a bunch of things listed. So I honestly, I have no idea what I ate. 
I was just pushing mm-hmm. buttons and the green button looked like that was probably like go or send or order. <laughs> so I was like, whatever comes and I just ate it and it was all great, but I have no idea what it was. So yeah. So we don't, we, okay. Yeah. So we don't, I think we've all kind of <laughs> done that before though. If you think about it, there's probably yeah. things that we didn't know we were eating yeah. and we really have. So yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to amend my answer to say potluck. I have eaten potlucks Ooh, fair, and you fair. don't know yeah. what is going on in people's kitchens. Nope. Okay. <laughs> like Cat you hair. have no clue how <laughs> yeah. things are prepared. So that could probably be the most exotic thing I've eaten. I'm going to say that. That's that's, that is risk taking yes. behavior. <laughs> Always. Um, okay. Traveling while single. Any funny stories, any hookups? I'm going to start with Erica on this one. Oh, me? Yay. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, I've traveled while single. I'm not, like, I do like to party. <laughs> um, that's for sure. But um, no, like, crazy hookups. Like, I get, like, nervous when I'm outside the country, I think, to, like, go off with the guy by myself. Um, especially in a country where, like, I don't know the language and, like, I'm, like, my ADHD brain might not remember where I stay. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> like, I just don't want to be in that situation, especially if I'm, like, you know, a little tipsy or anything like that. Um, so, but, yeah, I mean, I think maybe once or twice I have, but, like, my friend was kind of, like, with me and, like, you know what I mean? Like, we, like made sure like checked in with each other and stuff like that so like as long as I feel safe then you know maybe but otherwise I'm not like one of those people that travel just to do that I'd rather be are there people that travel just to do that I'm sure probably oh yeah of course yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Sophia next because I'm gonna save me and Tam for last Sophia yeah Tam was just says it all (laughs) I have a better question yes. for you. When was I single? <laughs> Good point. That's so true. I got nothing. I got okay. nothing for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I never. Okay. <clears throat> I, uh, I believe in vacation, and when you're on vacation, you vacate your life. And, um, <laughs> oh, I mostly traveled single. So to be honest, because I have kids. So when I travel, um, and I'm full-time mom, so, um, Sophia, I know you know what that is like. So when I, when I, I get out, um, I probably show out. I have, you know, um, I've had sex on the beach, um, and I've never, I just, something I want to try. I've done things I want to try. Not all the time, Wait, like, just, when you, I'm you single. you said sex on the beach, right? Like, literally, yeah. I, yeah. I, okay, I, I feel like I remember <laughs> that trip. I feel like you do too. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, most of the time that I have traveled, except for more recently, I have been single. So um, I am a little bit of a, I'm a wild child. So at, at my nature, I am safe though. Ironically, I've been very safe and, and gotten, you know, very, very blessed in that way that nothing bad has ever happened to me while I was on vacation or anything like that. But um, if I meet somebody and we're vibing or whatever while I'm on vacation, then I, I have fun. I don't plan it. It's not nothing planned, but you know, I will ride the wave. 
Yeah. I, so I, I get these crushes. Okay. And, and then I like fixate on them. That makes me sound like a really crazy, scary person. Um, But I, so I'm the type when I've traveled single, which is like most of the time that I travel, um, I end up meeting people. Like I met these Spaniards one time in Jamaica and I got this huge crush on one and we were like emailing back and forth. And then like, I went back three months, went went back three months (laughs) later. I actually found his work email. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But went back like three months later. See, now I'm like crazy stalker lady. Um, And then uh, I'm trying to think. um, And so I end up, it's actually like, it's not like a hook up and leave type thing it ends up being like like something that lingers on for a while like we're still in touch we're still talking on facebook and we're like you know i have been to the country multiple times sometimes and seen them like in dominican republic um and have gone gone back (laughs) i dated two guys with the same name i don't know what's going on with that um, yeah, one of them's actually running for mayor right now, so who knows? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> look at Tamala's face. Um, no, I think I, when you think about like what Erica was talking about and feeling afraid to go off on your own, that I think about this chick who was just overseas and was it Dubai and you know went off in the car dealer, the, the rental car place, and she's in, like incarcerated, like she's in jail. I think she might just now be getting to come home because she was, you can't just yell and scream at people there. Yeah. So like, I think about that kind of just a cultural, something I didn't understand and not wanting to sort of be, I don't want to be separated from the pack and make a mistake. Right. Well, and then there are certain places um, anywhere in the middle East would be a place that I wouldn't, you know, um, I got Samantha Jones in me, but I don't know if you guys have seen it, but anywhere in the middle East, I would not, um, I would not recommend, um, and even some places in Asia, however, then there's other places in different parts of Asia that, you know, tits up, like you can just go out, but definitely Sophia, 100% be aware of your surroundings and different cultural things. There's, you know, if you went to like Greece or, you know, Mexico or some places like that where it's a little more free France, you know, you wouldn't probably have that problem in France. They'd, you know, be fine with it. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hmm. Okay. Next question. Uh, learning the culture and language. How much should you know when traveling internationally? Sophia. This is a fun one. Um, so we, we just did this trip to Asia, right? And I went to I, I think I went to more parts of Asia than anybody else on that trip on accident. But basically, I, you know, I, I think going to a place where, so I went to Taiwan um, and I went to Tokyo first. There was a lot of pictures and there were some signs with English on them in Japan, in Taiwan. Absolutely not. There's none of that. No one spoke English, knew what I wanted, you know, or was really, because it's a big city and they had a lot going on. They really didn't have time to wait around and figure out what my problem was. <laughs> I really just sort of needed, it was like, no, like cowgirl up, figure your life out. I think it gave me a different, 
um, perspective of what life is like for people who come here, mm-hmm. coming from an entirely different background and not having, you know, been able to adequately prepare um, for whatever reason in terms of like language and cultural norms and all of that. But I think that that was my first like serious fish out of water experience. Like, I don't know what to do. If Siri can't save me, we're in trouble. But mm-hmm. thank, thank God for Siri. <laughs> yeah. I think um, for me, I, I like to research the culture before I go places because, um, you know, certain, for example, even like in Spanish, you know, some words in some countries are offensive that aren't offensive in other Mm -hmm. countries. Um, Mm -hmm. And just learning certain things about the culture, learning what their spending habits are, like how to, like whether or not you, you tip in certain places or, you know, where it's rude to tip actually in some places Mm -hmm. because the U S is such a tipping culture. Um, and just, just different things like that, the modes of transportation, you know, how you're going to get around. Um, and in some countries I try harder than others or more than others to learn like some of the basic words to be able to like Mm -hmm. say please and thank you or to, um, some directional words, things like that. Some countries I don't even really try as much on that part because I just have my Google translate app that. I'm like, here, read this, you know, kind of a thing because there's no, I just can't, I just don't know. It's too, too foreign for me um, to be able to try to pronounce some of the words. Um, But yeah, I think having at least a basic understanding of where you're going and understanding so you don't end up in jail for doing something, you know, for women, do they cover certain parts of their body, Mm -hmm. things like that. So um, Tam, what about you? I was just thinking what you were saying about Google Translate. And I'm like, what did people do before that? You know, there was like books and, you know, mm-hmm. translations. But what would what did they do before that? People, I feel like now we're kind of spoiled a little bit mm-hmm. because, you know, even 25, 30 years ago, you, there was no such thing as Google Translate. Mm-hmm. And so you would have to figure it out. But I do like to do a little bit of research. Um Egypt, obviously, the Middle East was the place where I probably did the most research because I was a little bit terrified because of my personality. Um, I'm very friendly. I have five brothers, so I'm used to, I have no problem talking to guys and straight, like, I'm just very social in that way, especially with men. So I did kind of research, like, what would be okay, what would not be okay for me to do. And um, I, uh, I still had fun, <laughs> um, but there are um, things that I think everybody should do prior to going anywhere. And I think it's a respect thing too. the same way that we want people when they come to America to kind of know some things or at least be able to the initial high by bathroom help, no like mm. food, like that type of things. I think that's important that especially as Americans, um, that we go wherever we do go, that we try to learn a little bit about the culture and at least have some, whether it's an app or, or whatever, just know something before we go there because you don't want to offend. And it's just, to me, it's just, it's just a respect and just, and that's the beauty of traveling, mm-hmm. isn't it? Like to learn, you know, other cultures or you're, you're going there, not just to have fun, but to learn too. Yeah. So I always like to keep a little, you did cuss words always. I think it's <laughs> what people seem to learn first. 
no did, matter what. You did pretty good in Thailand, though. I remember the the words that you learned. You had you were probably yeah. the best out of all of us at being able to say stuff. So, um, but no, I think that perception of Americans around the world is just that we expect everyone to accommodate us when we're traveling, mm -hmm. um, uh, that we don't even try to learn languages or we don't even try. And the countries that will really make you pay for it are like France or, you know, some of the <laughs> other countries where they're, they're like, no, 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 you're speaking my language now type of thing. But for the most part, we get away with it because so many other countries speak English um, or they, you know, they speak multiple mm -hmm. languages, which with our education system, I'm very disappointed, I have to say, in the fact that we're all, you know, that we just speak English or people take five years of Spanish and can hardly say taco. I mean, it's, it's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> Erica, what about you? Yeah. Um, so for me, at least, I think oh. the place that I researched the most was Australia oh. um, because of all the bugs and... Oh animals yeah. and this crazy insects and uh, and there's a lot of bats in um sydney oh. yeah like at the park they're just like there and they're huge and they're just like sleeping in trees and Wait, like I, okay are they the fruit bats is that what that is because yeah. bluey taught me about fruit bats <laughs> Yes. Mom life. They, <laughs> you know, like they are there, like oh, just skating with the people in the park, chilling by the opera house. They're just out, like and visible, like just, just a whole out, bunch of just out there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was a little crazy, um, as you can imagine. Um, so and me coming from New England, I'm not used to like, you know, little geckos and you know, lizards going everywhere um but i think going back to the language barrier um like i went to i think my first trip like internationally was um spain france and italy um and monica as well but like luckily i knew a little bit of french and a little bit of spanish to get around and then italy is kind of like a mixture it's just pretty much spanish you know the latin languages so um like luckily that helped me out but then some other americans that i <laughs> i was with um like i would hear like a waitress you know say something in french like about all oh, these stupid americans blah 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 oh. um but i understood it because my my grandmother is french so um but yeah like it I think you should at least try to learn like the basics. Like in Japan, I didn't have Google Translate on my phone. It was like 10 years ago. So like we met, um, I was in college, so we met other students that knew English. So they kind of taught us like, please, thank you, yeah. excuse me, like the very basics. Um, and it was super helpful. And they, you know, the people there really appreciate when you try to take the time to learn their language. Okay. So yeah um respect yes at the end of the day okay. um exactly. next question what are the top three kinds of people you don't want to travel with uh start with tam uh broke people dirty people and non-adventurous people and by adventurous i don't mean necessarily wild stuff I love history and culture. I want to always do something that has something to do with like 
history or culture or learning. So people that um, don't want to do anything but party, ironically, I don't like that either. I want to, you know, learn and mix it up and and stuff like that. (laughs) But yeah, people that um, don't got it together, basically. Yeah. So. So Sophia, three types of people. Um, complainers, um, people who don't know what to do when they encounter, uh, something unexpected or like, you know, for example, oops, something happened with the tickets. Now we have to go to two different countries on the way to the one we were actually going to, you know, you just, whatever, you know, but, but there's, you know, there's, I'm, I'm more of like a road trip warrior in terms of my, my historical travel. So, you know, anything can happen there too. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, um. People who get terrified in a rainstorm and force you to pull over and add hours to your journey drive me. Look, if I want to drive in the rain, sit down, go to sleep. I'll do the driving, but like, don't slow down the whole process just because like you can't handle the raindrops on the windshield. Just be quiet, go sleep, <laughs> or stay home. I don't really care, but don't slow me down. It's and it's bad because like I've driven. Um, I drove from Iowa to Florida and I like, I worked a full day first and then I went and picked up my kids and drove them to Orlando so we could go to like Disney world with my daughters. And I didn't realize because I'm a person who like, I'll just throw on a podcast or a book or whatever and just go. And so I'm listening to, was it dreams of my father? Something is like one of the, (laughs) one of Barack's books. Mm -hmm. Yes. One of our, one of our forever president's books. And I'm driving all the way to Florida and I don't, I'm like, man, you know, it's a little bit rainy and these roads are just empty. Like, this is great. Where'd everybody go? Like, this is amazing. And I get to Florida and the next day, my sister's texting me like, are you okay? And I was like, (laughs) What are you talking about? She's like, there were tornadoes all the way oh, down Lord. there. And when we came driving back through it, like we could see the path of the, like we, we had driven through exactly oh. where it was. And I remember like hearing a siren or whatever, but I mean, you know, it's like I'm from Iowa. Right. Here there's a tornado. We go watch it and try and get a picture for Facebook or whatever. So like, I don't have the, the healthy normal level of fear mm-hmm. around these kind of events that I probably should. Okay. Yeah. Erica, what about you? I would say um, people that are rude. Um, I just, I can't, I can't do it. Um, Like, don't be rude to the waitress that's trying to serve you. Um, People that are condescending and like look down on people. Like you go to like Jamaica or Trinidad, like, you know, you're going to go and in a third world country, like, you know, there's, there's shots right. and stuff like people mm-hmm. living on the street, but like, don't look down on them because you know what I mean? You're in their country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be respectful. Um, just anyone in general, really in life. Um, and then I think the third one, um, I can't travel with someone that has every second of like every hour plan. Like, <laughs> There needs to be room to like sit down, yeah. smell the flowers, yes. <laughs> take a breath, get some coffee. Like there, there has to be room to like see, you know, what's unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like just kind of go with the flow because like I think when you're so like tunnel vision, you miss out on like all the other things that are um, nearby you that you can experience. So, yeah. I would say, thing. yeah, you you all have kind of said a few of mine. I 
One is people who are disrespectful. I cannot stand when people are disrespectful of cultures. When I go different places and they just are so unaccommodating and are just so, um, like you said, either, you know, looking down on people or just disrespectful, like don't even try to get to know the culture, um, those kinds of things. It's embarrassing for me just to even be around them. Um, I think um, definitely people who I've been on before where I end up having to pay for everything. Um, and that gets mm -hmm. on me because it's more so I don't mind helping, but I don't like it when people just assume that because I'm there, it's going to be paid for. And that bothers me. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would say when you're going on a girl's trip and there are people that just are not girls, girls in the sense that are just they're very always trying to create drama and always trying to like play different people against each other. I've had I mean, you all have mentioned some ones that are very much so kind of what I would say already, but I would say one, yeah, that one type of like people that just like to create drama for the sake of it. Um, and that bothers me because that can ruin a really good trip. So, all right. And relationships. Yeah. And, and relationships. So, um, so we're getting close to the end here. Just want to, um, ask two more questions. One, traveling while black share an experience um of traveling while black tamala go first <laughs> i'm gonna be honest um and maybe it's because i i know diana you've been all over the place i've i've been a lot of places but i haven't been everywhere i i've i've witnessed little subtle things but i think as a female too um this is where I would definitely say our men have it a lot harder than we do. I've really had good experiences. I haven't really had too many in the United States, out of the United States. I haven't really had too many bad experiences traveling while black in the United States. However, it's different, um, which is sad. Like, well, it's sad either way, but um, out of the United States, it's been, I've, I've been respected. I, I feel that other countries like, hold black women in a higher regard than our own country sometimes. Like I just, have, oh. I've had a positive things. Now I know that that's not everybody's, you know, everybody's um, situation, but I've had positive. It's my negative has been within our lovely country and mostly in the South, unfortunately, which I love, but. Yeah. yeah. I would have to echo that. I've, you know, I've been to a lot of other countries and I would say, Traveling while black, I've, I've actually noticed it more in the U.S. than I have internationally. Um, I haven't really had negative experiences internationally. And I will say, too, that it, the, the other thing, not just with men, because I, I had made a comment about this, I think, to Erica before, where I feel like sometimes with men, you notice it differently. But also, I think because I'm lighter skinned as well, that some of my experiences might be different than other women of color who are darker skinned. Um, but I do think that um, in the U.S. I've had situations of like racial profiling and different things like that while while traveling, um, but not not so much internationally. Sophia, what about you? Um, I mean, I've had a couple myself, but the one that I'm actually going to bring up um, is not so much about me traveling while black, uh, but one is OK. So. One day after the, the Montgomery Tea Party, the <laughs> infamous riverboat brawl, 
one day later, I was traveling out of DCA and um, it was a look, there had been weather. Beyonce had been there the night before. There's people waiting for this plane with their sparkly cowboy hat still on. Okay. So that's a little bit of background, but everybody is backed up because of this rain that has backed up planes from yesterday. And then there's weather today. So there are more backups. So the first flight that I had was delayed three times. And, um, you know, everybody was kind of unsure. I had a, a connection that I had to make. And if I didn't make my connection, then I wasn't going to get to my final destination until the day following. And I was going for like a conference. So like, I'm going to miss half of the thing. Like I'm trying to figure out, am I going? Am I not going? What do I do? Um, so I go get in line to go talk to the gate agent and try and figure out my life. Um, is there another flight I can get on? Can they reroute me through something else completely? What is it going to look like? And I'm standing in line and I wait behind maybe eight people and I finally get to the front. So I've been standing here a while. Everybody's mad. Okay. We'll just set the scene. Everybody's pissed. Um, so I get to the front of the line and I'm talking to the the woman at the front and she's saying to me, um, well, you know, I'll, I'll do my best. The next flight after the one that is your connection is full. The next one in the morning after that also full. So potentially you're not even going to leave Detroit until like 8 p.m. tomorrow. And it's like 2 p.m. <laughs> like, so this is a, a very long journey at this point. And I'm like, okay. And she said, well, I'm going to see what I can do. I'll do my absolute best. Please go stand over there and I'll, I'll talk to some people and see what I can do. I said, okay, thank you very much. While I'm standing there, this other woman comes walking up next to me. This is an older woman. Um, she's got a little Southern accent, but we're not going to judge because look, uh, bias is everywhere. Mm -hmm. She comes and stands next to me and she's, and the woman's like, yeah, there's like a line. Like you have to go like stand in the, in the queue. Like, please go yeah. to the line. And she's, no, I need, she's, no, you need to go wait in the line. And the woman tries one more time and she says, ma'am, go to the line. And she refused. She stood there right next to me the entire time, watched me walk away and everything. Um, so I go and stand on the side. And then I hear, I turn around and I'm, I'm still like furiously texting. I'm like trying to text other people who are better at flying than me, might know what to do and all those stuff. But I turn around and this woman is standing at the counter and she is yelling at this gate agent. If I were black, you would have helped me. If I were black, you would have helped me. And the woman said, ma'am. <laughs> I have not been unprofessional with you. I am doing the best that I can to help everyone. And what this woman wanted was literally a window seat. She wanted to be switched from one seat to another seat. Oh my seat. gosh. <laughs> that is what she wanted. She wanted a window seat. She wanted a window seat. What she got was security and escorted out. And she did not get to fly out of DCA that day. Guess who got a window seat and made it where she was going? <laughs> Nice. And it's funny because I went I, when I went back up to the counter, you know, I, I had to go and, and make some phone calls and go back to the counter and see what they had figured out and all of this stuff. And I went back up there and I said, not one day after the Montgomery tea party. Gosh. And she said, girl. <laughs> and next thing I knew, I had a place to sit and I was very excited about making it to my final Yay. destination. <laughs> so it worked in my favor. So, but, you know, that's not that's not the rule. Right. <laughs> Definitely the exception. Erica, what about you? <laughs> um, kind of just to go back to what you were saying, like I am light skinned, so I get that that comes with privileges, you know, especially while traveling. Um, so honestly, like, yeah, the situations that I've been in personally have been in the US, to be honest, like thinking because I'm racially ambiguous, you know, to people. So no matter where I am, like if I'm in Trinidad, they think I'm Venezuelan. If I'm in, I was in Australia, they thought I was Indian. So like, it, it just depends. Um, even here, they call me different things. But like, 
I think like here I was actually in DC and someone was like, Hey, like Mexican, go back to your country. Like to me, I'm like, excuse me, (laughs) sir. (laughs) I'm white. Yeah. Half white, you know, like no, not, not Hispanic at all. Um, excuse me. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, it was just like really weird. And, but I have seen it with other black people. Um, you know, like in Australia, I, I saw a lot of racism, especially like Aborigines. Mm -hmm. They thought I was Aborigine, but like lighter. So I guess they accepted me. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's, it's rampant no matter where you are, just like, you know, the color of your skin will make a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in Asia and you're a darker skin Asian, then a lighter skin, fair skin Asian. So I think it's everywhere. Um, the, actually, the one place that got me was Argentina because, and I think it was more of me not being ready. Um, they're very mm-hmm. European, so they're very Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, yeah, I wasn't treated the same as my white counterparts that were on the trip with me. Um, but then like, if you go out, there's a lot of Brazilian Mm -hmm. men and it's like, get away from me. (laughs) There's too many. Um, so it's kind of weird. Um, but I guess like looking at the history, it makes sense. But anyhow, yeah, I think it's everywhere. Last question. Playlists. If you are traveling, what music goes on your playlist? Tamla. I'm I'm a big nineties nineties music person, so I can find a nineties song in any genre. Um obviously, you know, I like Spanish music too, so um it uh, it's uh, R and B is probably gonna be number one, um, no matter what, some type of R and B, R and B and hip hop, depending on where I'm going, depending on um, you notice a lot of times when you're out of the country, when you get into like whatever the equivalent of a tuk-tuk is everywhere else, because they have them, they just call something different. <laughs> um, they always try to put on like hip hop or something like that. Like, you know, they always try to put on and and now it's popular. So everybody likes that. But, you know, like I think they do it more age, like they see you're younger. They try to put this on. But um, definitely R&B. I have my playlist. Um, but my uh, my travel playlist, like while I'm traveling, is actually a guy um, named Bradley, and he's a pianist. And I like to listen to classical music while I'm traveling. I don't know; it's just a weird thing on the plane. Everything it just it, it it's like the opposite of when I'm trying to go out to a club. It like gets me ready, and it just relaxes me. And so, yeah. a little. I'm a music bipolar though, so <laughs> I. So I make playlists differently by the countries that I'm going to sometimes. If I'm going to Jamaica, you'll hear a lot of reggae and a lot of other, you know, music, um, dance hall kind of music. If I'm, you know, going to um, Dominican Republic, then I'm playing a lot of bachata and different things like that. Um, But I also have like my kind of go-to playlist. When I travel, I get very like cerebral and in my head. So I make these like pensive playlists where if I'm going on like a tour on a bus, I can listen to this music that could be anything from classical to just depressing songs or things that make me like really think or get all in my feelings because I tend to like process my feelings while I travel. So my playlists reflect Mm -hmm. that. And then of course, you know, you've got to have your different playlists for when you're going out 
that kind of thing. So I, uh, um, big, big into playlists. Um, Erica, what about you? Um, so yeah, I think we spoke about this last night. I have a playlist for the country that I'm going to. So like when I went to Norway and Sweden, I had a separate playlist for both. Um, especially like creating content, like it's something that I keep in the back mm-hmm. of my mind. Um, and I also like to gather, like I always have Shazam mm-hmm. on my phone, like when I'm in different countries or even like in the US, um, just so I can kind of pick up like different songs um, that, you know, I find interesting. But kind of like Tamla, I I listen to Enya um, mm. to like relax me. <laughs> um, I love Enya. I, I get <laughs> so like when I'm on a flight or whatever, sometimes like it just helps calm my nerves. So I feel like, you know, less nauseous and stuff. Uh, or if I'm on a boat mm. or something, um, yeah, it kind of calms me down. And Sophia. <laughs> so people who know me professionally probably wouldn't guess that my musical choices are as they are, but something about deplaning to me just screams 99 problems. Like if I'm getting out of an airplane, it is a hundred times out of a hundred going to be hope. Absolutely. Um, if I'm walking through an airport, it's probably trap music. Um, it's like, <laughs> there's, there's no rhyme or reason to this. Um, that's just, I, I, traveling doesn't make me feel serene or call, there's nothing about literally the process of transit um, that is a relaxing moment for me. I hate flying. I hate turbulence. I hate taxiing. I hate takeoff. I hate landing. Like, it's just, I just, by the end of it, am so ready to be done. No, no, it's hip hop. I mean, just imagine Always. you walking through this. Like, nobody knows what's going on. Literally. Well, and it's funny because so I was sitting in the sitting in the airport and um there a little bird was like, you know how they get inside sometimes and it it like flew over to me and like landed like right in front of my chair. It came up, sat right next to me. I was like, Oh my god, I'm a Disney princess. So I posted on my Instagram, Oh my god, I'm a Disney princess and then I posted Snow White with like the birds flying yeah. to her, but I put ice spice in yeah. the music. Oh my god. <laughs> like, this yeah. is who I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. We hope you got to get to know us a little bit better um, and also learn some things about travel as well. Um, We hope to have more of these conversations in the future. Thank you, Tamla, Erica and Sophia. And to everyone else, have a great rest of your day. Bye, everybody.